Chapter 9 of The History of Burke and Hare and of the Resurrectionist Times. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of Burke and Hare by George McGregor. Chapter 9 Unknown Victims The Two Old Women Effie the Cinder Raker a good character with the police burke and hare separate the murder of mrs hostler in view of what has already been said as to the serious discrepancies in the confessions given to the world by burke and considering also that many of the persons murdered even according to these confessions were never sought after by their friends if they had any the impossibility of taking the crimes in their chronological order will be at once evident we therefore propose in the present chapter to bring together as many details as can be gathered respecting these unknown victims reserving in the meantime an account of those more prominent instances which came within public ken either through the medium of the trial or by subsequent inquiry one forenoon mrs hare in the course of her peregrinations found herself in the company of an old woman whom she persuaded to go with her to her house there the whisky was as usual produced and a midday carouse indulged in by the two women but mrs hare it may be presumed would drink very sparingly at this time hare was at work unloading the canal boats at port hopeton and burke was busy mending shoes in his cellar that this was so may be taken as indicating that in point of time this was one of the earliest adventures of the terrible quartet for latterly when they were in receipt of a large and as they made it a steady income from the doctors the men threw aside all honest work and devoted themselves to their murderous enjoyment however at this period they were sometimes engaged in the creditable affairs of life when hare came home for dinner his wife had her unknown acquaintance in bed in a helplessly drunken state although she had had some trouble before she got that length three times had mrs hare put the old woman to bed but she would not sleep and every time she plied her with more drink until at length she attained her purpose hare seeing the woman in this condition carefully placed a part of the bed-tick over her mouth and nose and went out to resume his work when he returned in the evening the woman was dead having been suffocated by the bedding he had placed over her burke if his own statement is to be credited had nothing to do with this cool and deliberate murder but if not an accessory to the fact he was certainly one after it for he assisted hare to undress the body place it in a tea-chest and convey it that night to dr knox's rooms where they received and divided the usual fee the name of this woman was not known even to burke and all that he could tell of her was the manner of her death and that she had some time previously lodged in hare's house for one night as a set-off against the crime just mentioned there is one in which burke acknowledged that he alone was engaged this was the murder of an old woman in may eighteen twenty eight she came into the house as a lodger and of her own accord she took drink until she became insensible hare was not in the house at the time and burke by the usual method of suffocation produced her death 
no time was lost in conveying the body to surgeon's square in the murder of an old cinder woman however both the men were engaged during the course of her work of searching for small articles of inconsiderable value among the contents of ash-pits and cinder-heaps and about the coach-houses this woman familiarly known as effie came across small pieces of leather which she was in the habit of selling to burke who used them for mending the shoes and trusted him for repair one day he took her into hare's stable which he used as a workshop and gave her drink possibly on the pretense of finishing some business transaction between them it may have been in part payment of scraps of leather he had received from her for a murder never seems to have been committed except when the funds were at a low ebb and at the rate at which the confederates were carousing and indulging in finery that was very frequent hare joined his companion in the work of making the woman incapable and she was soon so overcome by the liquor she had consumed that she lay down to sleep on a quantity of straw in the corner their time for action had again arrived and they carefully placed a cloth over her so as to stop her breathing she was then proceeds the confession carried to dr knox's surgeon square and sold for ten pounds this is always the end of the matter and for a few paltry pounds these persons were willing to take the life of a fellow-creature but in spite of all his loose way of living and as we have seen somewhat drunken habits burke had a good character with the police and on one occasion made them the means of furnishing him with a victim a good character with the police in the locality in which he lived would be of some consideration it was then inhabited and still is by the lowest classes of the community and the criminal element would be prominent burke so far as is known had always been able to keep clear of the minions of the law and in this respect his character would seem to them to be of a better type than those who engaged in a less shocking if more open form of crime they would look upon him as a poor workman a little foolish perhaps but still as the place went comparatively respectable yet as they found out latterly he was the most wicked criminal in the city with perhaps the exception of his accomplice hare it seems strange that he should have been able to manage the police in such a way as to make them serve his vile purposes but it must be remembered that he was a man possessed of a considerable assurance and not a little of that winning tongue proverbially belonging to his race however this was the way the incident came about early one morning when probably on the lookout for some poor unfortunate whom he could drug with whiskey and put to death he came across andrew williamson a policeman assisted by his neighbor dragging a drunken woman to the watch-house in the west port they had found her seated on a stair but thought she would be safer and more comfortable in a police cell and so she would have been if they had carried out their intention burke saw in her a victim who had herself half done the work he contemplated so he went to the constables and said let the woman go to her lodgings the men were willing to do so but they did not know where she lived burke proffered his services to take her home and they presuming he knew something about her gladly gave him the charge of their loathsome burden 
the murderer did not look upon her in that light she was to him a valuable prize loathsome though she might be as a drunken debauched woman he took her to hare's house there is hardly any need to say what was done with her that she fell into burke's hands in such a condition indicates her end that night she was murdered by burke and hare in the same way as they did the others and for her body they received ten pounds from dr knox but the last of these what may be called isolated cases took place in the house of john brogan whither burke and his wife removed in midsummer eighteen twenty eight why this change of residence took place has never been satisfactorily explained some have supposed that the parties quarrelled and there is undoubted evidence of a dispute between burke and hare about the time of the removal but certainly if the separation of residence was due to such an event they do not seem to have kept up the ill-feeling long for they were soon together at work at their shocking trade others again have thought it more probable that the change was due to a desire to extend the business in which they were now engaged or to avert any suspicions that may have been raised by the frequent disappearance of people seen to enter logg's lodging-house either of these suppositions is feasible but as will be shown later on a dispute as to the division of the money received from dr knox in payment for a body was the primary cause of the separation though after the difference between them was settled the change may have been found very convenient Brogan's house was situated only a short distance from the abode of the hares and into it burke and mcdougall first went in the capacity of lodgers but it was afterwards rented by them in the month of september or perhaps october after this removal had taken place a widow woman of the name of hostler was washing for some days in brogan's house this woman's husband a street porter had died but a short time previously and she was forced to seek for employment at washing and dressing and during the harvesting season in the fields the brogans had engaged her to wash their clothes and after a full day's work she went back the day after to finish up when this was done burke pressed her to take a drop whisky along with him they soon were in a happy state and the sound of merriment was heard by the neighbors who however paid little attention to the matter very possibly because mrs brogan had but a little before been confined and their idea was that the blithe meat and the dram incident to such an occasion were going round burke in his second confession said brogan and his wife were not in the house at the time but the fact already mentioned rather tells against the latter's absence whoever were present seemed to be enjoying themselves mrs hostler drank heartily and as the liquor warmed her blood and raised her spirits she sang her favorite song home sweet home burke notwithstanding all the black sin on his soul and the evil purpose in his mind sang too and the mirth to the outsiders seemed real and legitimate but the drink she had imbibed made the woman sleepy and at last she was forced to lie down on the bed hare by this time had joined his accomplice and they speedily smothered the poor woman she did not die without a severe struggle in her hand at the time of death she had ninepence halfpenny 
and it was with the greatest difficulty that the murderers were able to open the tightly grasped hand to take away the money the body was packed into a box and placed in a coal-house in the passage until an opportunity occurred for taking it to surgeon square that evening the corpse of mrs hostler lay in dr knox's rooms and burke and hare were richer by eight pounds though they had to answer for another murder End of chapter 9